Welcome back to the Consequences podcast with Paul McNulty and Sean McCreevy. Welcome everybody to the podcast. Paul and I are delighted to welcome today um, a, a chap that we've been pestering for a little while. Um, and we're, it's Good Friday now. We're delighted to have with us Graham Goldman. Welcome. Hello. Thank you very much. Nice to be here eventually. <laughs> yeah, great stuff, Graham. And thanks so much for joining us. Um, we have to say, Paul and I are both really, really enjoying the album. Great. Thank um, you. Yes, and, and it's getting some great reviews as well. You must be chuffed to bits. I'm really chuffed, I have to say. You know, I've been working on it uh, for quite a long time and uh, it's, you know, it's a real labour of love and, um, you know, you, you work and work and you get totally absorbed in what you're doing and then you have to let it go. Hmm. And uh, then you go, oh, I hope it's, you know, people will enjoy it. But it's so far, so good. Yeah, people really seem to like it a lot. Definitely, I love the the, the album uh, title and that beautiful artwork as well. I've got I've got my CD here. I love yeah. the artwork in here. Dan Dan Abbott, is that right? Yes, uh, at Storm uh, Studios. This yeah. is the studio uh, that was started by Storm Ferguson all those years ago. Um, it was called Hypnosis then, and Storm um, and his cohorts did all the artwork for uh, 10CC, amongst many many other people. And so I, I had an association uh, with them for, I've had one for many years. Um, and the last album I put out before Modesty Forbids, which was Love and Work in 2012, was one of the last uh, pieces of artwork that Storm himself worked on before he sadly passed away. Mm -hmm. um, so I was very grateful to be able to work with him on, on one last uh, project then. But then it seemed natural to me that uh, for, for the artwork for this album and, and a previous EP that I put out in 2017 called uh, Play Nicely and Share, yeah. that, uh, that they, they, I should continue the association with them because they kind of, you know, we get each other. And, um, you know, what, what they do just seems to suit the music that 10CC made and that I'm making now. Yeah, there have been such amazing covers, haven't they, Graham? We were talking to Liam Newton uh, a, a few a few days ago, actually. That's going to be the next podcast, just before we, uh, we put uh, this one out. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, he was telling us all those lovely stories about um, trips to Hawaii and the Caribbean to take shots yeah. for Look yeah. Here and Bloody Tourists and everything. They That's did an right. amazing job, didn't they? So creative. Fantastic, yes. Uh, in fact, a funny story about this album cover, because... I came, I had one title that I could tell no one was really happy with at all. Go on, what was but, it? But but the title, when I, Modesty Forbids is something I, I say quite a lot, particularly if I'm like sending a review out of like one of our gigs or something to some of the boys and I'll, I'll say, <laughs> I, I could go on with this, but Modesty <laughs> Forbids, which is quite a big headed thing to say. It is, I, I, like, I was like that contradiction in, in what the phrase meant. Um, and of course, when I mentioned it to uh, Peter Curzon at Storm Studios, he, um, he immediately he liked it, you know, and they came up with this 
quite a few pictures. Um, but the one we chose was the the one that we used was of course the one of the peacock with the with its is the anonymous peacock. We it's call so it. clever, I think. Uh, uh, and um, the original picture was pretty much as you see it. It's been touched up a bit. But the idea, original idea, was to actually take a photograph of a peacock and then mock up, you know, add the right. the, the, the black block in front of its eyes. Um, but Peter pointed out that um, the mating season for peacocks, where they will like, expand their feathers, wasn't for quite some time. And we <laughs> so, but I said to him, I said, you know, when I've shown it to people, they've really loved that mock-up picture. Can yeah. we not make that a little bit better? And and that's what they did, and it worked really great. I'm really delighted with it. <laughs> I thought I thought you were going to say, like in true hypnosis fashion, they really put a block in front of a, a real life peacock because they, they, they never photoshopped, they never photoshopped anything it was always really yeah weird. that's exactly what they would normally do yeah um, yeah the, the idea of them using a using a um like a, a, a photograph that already already exists of a peacock right. with his feathers uh, out yeah. they would never do that it has to be their picture Right. I was thinking maybe they could have flown to New Zealand or somewhere, Graham, where it probably is the peacock mating season. <laughs> yeah, actually, I wouldn't put it, I wouldn't put we, it past we, them. Art for God's sake. Money for God's sake. We were in New Zealand and actually just got back. Uh, yes, yes, of course. A few days prior to them shutting the place down, so that that's another story. <laughs> sure. Yeah, and because we'd love to hear about that, Graham, and um, we're. I think we're booked to see you in Leicester in November, actually. We're very much looking forward to that. Well, can okay. I, one more question about the, the title itself. For me, and I, I don't think this is cheeky, but it, for me, it was a typically kind of tongue-in-cheek, self-effacing yeah. sort of title, Graham, which we've yeah. come to, to kind of know and love from you uh, over all these years. And I wonder if it was kind of a cheeky way of saying, well, modesty forbids, but actually the first track it's me on stage with Ringo Starr having to pinch myself that I'm there. Is that kind of related? Uh, well, it's related. It, it, you know, it's not related to any one particular track. It's more an overall feeling, yes. you know. Um, and, and just a, quite simply, it was... It, it just struck me as amusing. I use I, I, I use it. I didn't pluck it out somewhere. So yeah. I'm I'm associated with with saying that phrase, okay. um, and it just seemed funny. And of course, the main, one of the main things was that that uh, that Storm Studios kind of responded to that very very well. Yeah. I mean, if you can see on the album cover, there's lots of other pictures that could could have been used. You know, like someone blowing a small trumpet. You know, like we. I'm not blown my, you know, people yes, who bother yeah. but well, it's just a tiny little trumpet. Yeah, you know? it's lovely, and and the, and the king sitting in his battered armchair. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> it's a, it's supposed to be like a Coronation Street um, uh, room that he's uh, sitting in, yeah. like a sort of very sort of working class. Sort of no, absolutely, club. it's like um, like a scene from from some of the songs from the Graham Goldman thing. Uh, Graham, we've been fantasising about. Um, the Graham Goldman musical and um, <laughs> Paul and I will tell you our plans for that um, joking, joking aside 
Don't tell me about it. Do it. <laughs> okay, we will. Paul, you're a massive fan of, of the first track, aren't you? We both are. I have to pinch myself when every night I saw him standing next to me. Yes, um, well, uh, obviously inspired by working with Ringo on the two tours that I did with the All Star Band. And um, I, it's a song that kind of, like a lot of songs, it just, I was just playing, I was working at the studio with uh, Graham Pleath, who co produced the album with me. And I was just sat in the corner, just fiddling with these two chords. And the song just sort of came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it was so kind of, those two chords were so beatly, you know, that I thought, it's got to be something. Mm. I just just sort of went on to the the Ringo thing. Were they a couple of seventh uh, seventh chords, Graham? Were they? That is, uh, I, I, so I hear a lot of that on the song. Go to a, a seventh with a ninth in it as well. Oh, you know, that, yeah, yeah. The the the, um, the major third drops a tone. Mm. Um, so, and the song, the main part of the song came really, really quickly. Um, like a lot of the best songs that I've written or co-written. Um, they, the, the good ones seem to come very, very fast. Mm. And um, so it was easy to write because I was just writing basically about what had happened. You know, it wasn't a made up. There's a couple of little tweaks where, you know, you want to use one line but can't find a rhyme, so you cheat a little bit. But uh, and that's acceptable. Poetic license is cool. <laughs> did, did, you, did you particularly enjoy playing Act Naturally? Because that's what the chorus yes. for, refers to. It's an interesting one to pick. We'll make a film about a man that's sad and lonely. And all I gotta do is act naturally. Well, well we did that, it, that, that was our me and Ringo's sort of moment together hmm. because there's a little part in it where we turn to each other and I get down on my bended <laughs> knee <laughs> rise up Sir Graham <laughs> some sort of movement so that's why I used uh, the Act Naturally lyric which I've, I've obviously sort of manipulated it a little bit yeah um, but then the main thing was I was recording it and, and I decided on this album to, except for one track, to use real drums. Uh, I've used some sort of, um, sort of programmed percussion things on, on, on one of the tracks. Hmm. Otherwise, it's all real drummers. And um, so it was a bit of a no-brainer, like who should I yeah. play on this track <laughs> about star? And uh, I... Um, Fortunately, his uh, his lawyer was in in London, and uh, my wife and I went out with him and his wife for uh, for dinner. And I just asked him. I said, "Do you think Ringo would play on the track?" Um, he said, "Well, send me the track, and I'll send it to him and see what happens." Right? You don't ask, you don't get. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I, I, I love the way you. I didn't, I didn't hear anything for a long time. Oh, right. really? And then I got a, a message from his uh, producer to say, um, we finished it, we're going to send it. And uh, it was just amazing, you know, so happy. Yeah, it's fantastic. I love the way you've kept in his extra kind of snare at the end of the track there. Just- <laughs> you know what? I, I thought, it's, if that's what he wants to do, yeah. <laughs> not, <laughs> take right. you don't question it. quite a long time as well. And I thought at one time about sort of butting it up so it wasn't quite such a big gap. And I thought, no, I could just go, ah, finish it now. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a lovely touch, and that's uh, and the, the big ten cc geek that I am, Graham. I was thrilled to see uh, the Gizmotron appearing on this track. Yeah, well, the Gizmotron appears on a couple of uh, tracks, and um, yeah, Kevin uh, Godley sent me one quite a long time ago. Oh yeah, and I thought, uh, you know, I'm always looking for new sounds and things to use, and um, I had it fitted by the the guys I use in. in um, in, in Richmond, and uh, to, they put it on on this old guitar of mine, and um, and it worked really, really well. We were when we were recording it um, because it was trapped a little bit. It works best like that if it's trapped. Yes, definitely. Uh, suddenly, this sound, and it was kind of like unlike anything else. It has its own sort of organic. Uh, sound to it that, that um, is, is, is unlike anything else so I was really happy to, to use that um, and, and, the... and we're thrilled as well Graham that's um, okay. Paul, Paul, <laughs> Paul and I invested in one and it's it's a temperamental beast oh, I have to say isn't it, isn't it I can't tell you the language <laughs> <laughs> the, the putting down of the gizmo track but you have to be a bit patient with it it doesn't uh, it's not very friendly but it was definitely worth it mm. I, it's not it's not that prominent on the track to me unless I'm I'm kind of being a bit silly with my ears. Yeah, it's, it's not playing it's, the backwards bit, is it? No, no, the, the backwards bit is is a backwards guitar. Okay. Now I'm back in London town. My feet have hardly touched the ground. I am blessed. I recorded I just sort of basically jammed in the key of the song these sort of bluesy licks and then I, I love that sort of thing because you have no idea what you were going to get yeah. so we, and then we played it back and there were just these two spots that we I went that let's we've got to use that yeah. there right. yeah. um it the the gizmotron on that track is is towards the end of the um of the chorus okay I had to pinch myself when every time I saw him yeah. standing next to me. That's, yes, that's yes, what yes. the It's like a bong, bong. Yeah. Almost like a sort of cello type part. Wonderful, the, wonderful. I had to pinch myself when every night I saw him standing next to me. Uh, of course, you're using it with a string quartet, aren't you? Uh, on, on the other tune you're using it on. Is it different times you're using the gizmo on? If, I, if, yes. if memory serves. Yes, that's with real string It works beautifully, well. that, that combination. That must be a unique combination, actually. I gizmo with string quartet. Unless Lowell's got <laughs> yeah. something in his back pocket that he's not let us hear. Memories All that's left of memories That look of sadness in your eyes Occupies my memory. <laughs> yeah, it's. Um, I, I think the Gizmotron is like uh, definitely part of my uh, uh, musical arsenal now. Fantastic! I can never have enough of the damn thing. And Paul, you, you're, you've got to have your stint. I've had this gizmo for a year now, and, you, and you've still yes. not had your hands on it. Yeah, I'm gonna. Well, you've got an excuse at the moment. You, I can't get it off you. I just, <laughs> I just have to wait. I, I'll have to yeah, send it by pigeon or something like that. Uh, yeah. the, the other, the other thing I used um, uh, quite a bit of was uh, an Ebo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yes. Uh, I really like that a lot, and that's also. A temperamental beast you know it's very i mean i really admire people that can play it live you know 
it, it's uh, you have to really that distance from the string yeah. and the, it where it is positioned above the pickup and everything is is quite a thing Definitely. but also it works great yeah i mean uh, the, the the ebo um melody on on russian doll graham is absolutely <laughs> stunning isn't it it's yeah. a wonderful had- sound Yeah, it's great. It's great. What I wanted to do was, I don't know whether you remember, there was a an, um, an orchestra called the Mantovani Strings. Yes. Yeah. And the thing with them is that one line would merge into the overlap into the other line, mm-hmm. and that's that's the effect I wanted to create with a da 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 da. So I would play da 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 da. come in where it should come in so yes. there'd be an overlap the crossover yeah kind of counterpoint and overlapping yeah. things but yeah it's a yeah. lovely effect so that's effectively i wanted to uh, I wanted yeah to. i love russian doll possibly my favorite track it, it's, oh great that's really it's, interesting it's, it's, it's a very uh unusual feel for you the middle section's quite proggy i'm hearing bars of five and yeah Mainly in three, of course, but here are bars of five, one of four. Yeah. Was that just instinctive, or is it all planned? Well, I had the... Yeah. But, uh, that's kind of in five as well, I think. I was in the back of a car. <laughs> I just <laughs> had the thing happen. And uh, I, I thought, well, and then I had, but the actual melody, um, the main part of the melody I'd had for, for quite a while. Um, and I think it was a combination. I, I like to put an instrumental on a, you know, I'm a big Shadows fan. And, yes. uh, <laughs> so that that's where my instrumental thing comes from. Um, and I wanted to put put an instrumental on the album because it's just I think just a nice uh, change not to hear vocals necessarily, and it's yeah. also where it's a different way of expressing yourself as well. Yeah, as I've heard you say, Graham, it's very filmic. I'd yeah. love to hear that fully orchestrated. Yes, yeah, so would it, I. Yeah, okay, I guess you would. So actually, I, I've actually had a meeting planned with. Uh, for that very reason okay. with my publishing company and um, which got cancelled because of what's happened right. uh, oh. yeah and I've got, I've got plans for that in fact a, a friend of my wife's is, uh, was making a film she told me about it and I already had this melody I said don't worry about the music I said I've already got it yeah. so <laughs> but then the, that project fell through so I was left with the uh, the, the, the tune. Well, so, at least, at least, at least we have it. But I'm sure, it will, it. I'm sure it will come back in, in you know, because it's it's very strong. It's very yeah, strong. I, mean, I, yeah. I, I agree. It reminds me, Graham. Actually, if you don't mind me saying so, of, of a couple of, of older things. One is a, an old B side, Gizmo My Way, uh, yeah. which Paul and I both really love. It's got a beautiful melody, and and there are flavors of Film of My Love as well with the mandolins. And yeah, I, I love that. Yeah. Um, 
Yes, I suppose there, there are, yeah, there are echoes of that, as you, as you say. Mm. Um, it, but it's a more, much more serious, uh, it's kind of serious, it makes me, well, I called it Russian Doll for obvious reasons. Um, I didn't have a balalaika and uh, I thought, as soon as I put, I didn't have the title either, but as soon as I put the mandolin playing this, this particular melody, it sounded like a balalaika. It was balalaika-esque anyway. Yes. So, uh, and I thought it, it does have a kind of a Russian dark, I yes. don't know, feel to it. I wonder if that's something to do with, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I hear a slightly different scale, a uh, musical scale going on, you know, very Russian sounding. And it yeah. reminds me of the kind of Jewish influence that Paul and I are hearing on, on your older material, some of the, the Graham Goldman thing. Uh, tracks they, where they, they do have a different scale, don't they? It's very well, minory. It's a scale. I think there's um, a lot of Jewish music, and and I always sort of responded to this was more minor key. Yeah. So mm. there's more there's more soul. It's darker. Mm. Um, for me, minor keys are my sort of territory in a way that I'm, I'm more I'm more comfortable not not comfortable but I I work easier in that uh, in that uh, in sort of minor key environment mm. um, but yes so I suppose you know I used to go to synagogue with my dad when I was younger um, and of course I've been influenced by what I've heard there and as much as anything else I suppose yes so the answer is is yes, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yeah, I was going to um, uh, ask about Waited All My Life For You, which is a, a great track with, mm. uh, written by you and Phil Thornalley, is that correct? Yeah, uh, it was actually... Um, Phil was backing up a lot of his files from his studio and came across this song that we'd actually started. Yeah. Quite a long time ago. I don't actually remember when it was exactly, but uh, he sent it to me, and I'd, I thought I'd finished the album actually, mm. um, and um, I thought oh, I really, really like this. Through all the years, through all the tears, I've waited all my life for you. We got together. We he'd already got most of the the track. Um, and I just did all the vocals, and we we we, we sort of uh, expanded the writing. That what we what we had wasn't uh, wasn't complete, mm. and finished it. And it, we did it like I think it took us like a day to do it, or two days. And uh, and I really like it. And it's you know we've had a lot of compliments about it, being like sort of Jeff Linnish and oh, yeah. uh, reminded them of Tears for Fears or somebody else. So. Um, Quite a compliment, and uh, no, I, I love I love working with Phil. Phil, of course, I met when he did the first uh, Wax album yeah. in 1986, yeah. I think that was, uh, with the, that when I was working with the late uh, great Andrew Gold. Yes, mm. and we're yeah. big fans of that stuff as well, Graham. I mean, you know, that's yeah. an, another and chat, it, maybe. It's <laughs> a massive, uh, a massive. Uh, Beatle reference on that uh, that song as well. Oh, you know, because this when I did the solo, I was thinking kind of George Harrison type of simple but effective, and uh, the sound also reminds me a little bit of that. 
Oh yeah, the the the, the verse is very Harrison territory, yeah, yeah. chord wise. But the, when I first heard the chorus, it actually reminded me of Gilbert O'Sullivan. I know that the, the production choices aren't so much like him, but something about it. But then, then um, I heard you mentioned that your your son, I think, uh, told you it sounded like Tears for Fears. And right. Yeah, Louis, yeah, yeah. <laughs> completely get that as well. Because, oh, definitely. Yeah, I mean, because my son Louis is the president of Ireland Records, so yeah. he knows his stuff. He and I, does. The one person I'm frightened about saying. <laughs> yeah. But uh, um, but I obviously played him stuff as I was recording it uh, for the album. And uh, now he said that, and I thought, oh, well, I said, that's a definitely thumbs up. Yeah, brilliant. It's yeah. not the first time, actually, Graham, that we've we've heard a Tears for Fears parallel. We did a, a pod about a month ago on Mirror Mirror. Uh, yeah. And uh, it's, it's, which, which is an album that I'm very, very fond of, actually, particularly yeah. your tunes. I think they're extremely strong. But And one song uh, that I think is a cracker is Peace in Our Time. And yeah, there are points of that song where I think you sound a bit like Roland from Tears for Fear. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. I do like that song a lot, um, and I thought that worked really well. Um, Probably a bit out of its time, but uh, no, I, I'm, I agree with you. That that's I, I'm very proud of that. I can't see why it couldn't have been a, a big hit, to be honest. Yeah, well, I wish. <laughs> yeah, and a, another time, another universe, yeah, maybe. Yeah, another universe. Yeah. I've waited all my life for you and your sunshine. This track, Waited All My Life For You, it's, it's, it's got such a wonderfully strong chorus. And I think yeah. that, that dense production, that ELO sound, is, is just yeah. so well, that, effective. So yeah. thick. Well, I've got, that's down to that's Phil, really. You know, I'm, yeah. I've, you know, as I say, I've worked with him over the years on different things. And um, I'm happy to let to him... Uh, that, I mean, that's the only track that wasn't uh, produced by myself and Graham Pleath. Mm. Um, but, but I think it's worked out great and I think it fits in really well with the album the general you know who knows how songs hang together they're so different the songs on yes. the album that, uh, that's that's. I think you hit the nail on the head there it didn't take long listening to this album before the personality of each song started to rise out and be different it's a very eclectic collection it, it is yeah but I you know, I've always gone, you know, these are the songs I've written and these are the ones I want to use. There's no kind of uh, concept or anything. So yeah. just here, here it is, here's, mm. here's what I'm doing. Of course, when I think back to, about it, that um, I've got so many musical influences, different musical influences in my life that, that I've had in my life. Uh, and they're kind of, they all show themselves. I've waited all my life for you. And talking of that, Graham, it feels to me that there's a strong element of Nashville on, on this record. Yeah. You've um, collaborated, haven't you, with some real luminaries. Um, had you spent some time over there? 
Yes, I have. Yeah. Most recently, actually, was um, the beginning of, was it last year or the year before? I can't remember. But anyway, uh, I, I, I worked with quite a few people. Gary Burr, um, who was, has been Country Songwriter of the Year a few times. Beth Nielsen Chapman, who I've worked with a lot. Yes. Uh, I had a song that I wrote with her for on my last uh, the EP. A song called "Come to Mind," yes. and um, Gordon Kennedy, who I first worked with on an album I did in 2000. Uh, the album was called "And Another Thing," mm. and we wrote a song called "Walking with Angels." Yes. Um, so I love working with him. He's a fantastic writer and, and, and a brilliant guitar player as well. All around the world today is a time of wave of tears. It's a piece of cake. There's a song that came out of a writing session at Beth's house in Nashville. Gordon came in, had the had this all around the world today, the chorus. And then I wrote a lot of the music and we wrote the words. Beth was very uh, very strong on on lyrics and um, and then we we had most of it finished and I said I, I want to record it for the album and Beth was over in in the UK and she came to my place and we, we finished the song off sent it to Gordon first just say what do you think and he said no 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 I just did it let the hurdy gurdy play it's a wonder that we're here we got rules to break and mistakes to make take a leap of faith all around the world and then that's one of three tracks that um, I had Greg Bissonnet play the drums on. Okay. And Greg is the, if you don't know, he plays with Ringo. Oh, okay. he, I did actually. He's the second drummer for with Ringo. Um, right. so whenever, and often they're actually playing together, but when Ringo's um, singing out front, then Greg's playing the drums. Mm -hmm. And he's a brilliant Brilliant player. Very much so. What time won't heal? Love will repair. And if you open up your heart, you'll find it there. What time won't one time won't heal? Yeah, that's probably the most overtly country song on the on the album, yeah. isn't it really? Well that was that was written with a, a, a guy called Bill Lloyd. Yeah. Who's a country uh, an actual uh, guy. And he was over, he's a, a friend of Beth's and she introduced us and she said if he's, he's over in England, he'd like to get together and maybe we could write together, which yeah. we did. Yes. And we wrote that song in like two, three hours, bang, the whole thing, exactly the arrangement that we did when we wrote it. Wow. Uh, Bill, Bill recorded a version of it for his, his solo album. Okay. Uh, and then I wanted to, um, I wanted to do it as well. So um, I did, and um, I think it's worked out really nice. The times that you've betrayed us, but never can recall. Time don't care, the weeks turn into years. So let the light shine in on you before it disappears. I just like that sort of. 
that kind of feel of you know the acoustic guitars and. and I, was I was going to ask you about um, writing. Is it is it right that you you don't play keyboards at all? Keyboards, no. I'm, I'm I did start one ten cc song. I actually play on a keyboard. Ironically, uh, okay. Um, on, on the things we do for love. Yeah. Between verse one and two, the piano goes. Da, da, ba, da, da. Oh yeah, is that That's you? Great. Oh my okay. word! It's an iconic, iconic <laughs> five or six notes. I must say, they're all mine. Okay, and of course, <laughs> Kevin, Kevin and Lol nicked it for a, a, the first track on L. You remember that album? There's a great track on it, Graham, called "This Sporting Life." Yeah, and it starts with ding, 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 ding which, which I oh, think really? is a proper steal. I did, wasn't aware yeah. of that. Ah. Have a listen. We think it may be just a little <laughs> cheeky. Did that cheeky, come after thinking of that? So you see, we're all nicking off one another, aren't that's, we? That's yeah. Absolutely. But I, I was going to ask you about the writing because you know, loving chords and your mastery of chords is, you know, is great. But I would have thought you would gravitate towards the keyboard where you can kind of unselfconsciously find new chords, if, particularly if you don't play an instrument that well. I'm surprised you haven't tried writing on keyboard. Do you know, I, it's not that I haven't. I just can't do it. Mm. This okay. is the only thing I can do. I'm not a that or a that or yeah. a that. Yeah, okay. Uh, so I'm just not able to do it. But I suppose I, I play the guitar and sort of... I use my thumb a lot so I can... And, on my, with my left hand, yes, and I can do things that other, not a lot of other players can do. I mean, a lot of players play with the thumb. I'm not saying I'm anything special. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. The I do means that I can do some odd things and yes. create strange chords. I mean, I, I like the chords. I don't even know what they're called. I don't need to. Yes. Know. I just know what they do and how they sound. But I suppose, so I've, I've sort of expanded the guitar a little bit for my own sort of musical ends. Um, but that's just the way it is. But the guitar has always been, I get very excited about the guitar. I'm a guitar mm. addict. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I've got some really nice guitars. Oh, fabulous. All, all, very, all working guitars as well. I'm, I, I've not got anything I bought for an investment or anything. They're all fantastic played guitars yeah yeah did you feel um uh intense cc where you were you know you're obviously a great guitarist but your role became the basis because yeah. you were sort of if you like having to get in line behind <laughs> eric and lol was yeah. that a frustration or, or or would you have liked to play more guitar i guess you did okay. play quite a lot of I, guitar i would have liked to play more guitar but i think what was great with with the with the four of us in, in the original band Whoever did the job best did it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mm. was very good at acoustic guitar, just strumming, you know, yeah. which there are good strummers and not so good strummers, you know. Yeah. Um, and also sort of picking guitar parts, like not solos, but sort of second guitar yeah. background stuff. Yes. Uh, or tops, uh, yeah. things like that yeah. I, I would always do. But uh, Eric was a very good player, but there were some times when Lars an excellent player. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think a good example of that is uh, on I'm Mandy Fly Me, where there's two guitar solos. Yes. And yeah. uh, Lars came up with the first one, which is a very musical, un-guitar 
like solo in a way. But and I know how he did it. I mean, he created the melody in his head first. Normally, if you're a guitarist, you, you might know. Just you sit down, you go to certain things because yes. your fingers are comfortable. But if you create the melody in your head first, then learn it on the guitar, it's a completely different thing. Wow. And he created a, I thought, a brilliant uh, part by doing just that. Stunning. And did you do all the, the acoustic strumming on that one, Graham? That yeah. kind of aggressive 6-4 type stuff, was that you? Yeah. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. And that, it sounds like there's a million acoustic guitars there. Did you overdub well, forever? Uh, we did track uh, the, um, the the guitars, yes. Yeah, yeah but it's me playing all the acoustics on sure. that. Of the, of the guitars, I think that uh, there's some wonderful playing on this album, uh, and there's a couple of things I really want to highlight. Uh, uh, one of them is really interesting to me. To my ears, I'm listening to "It's Not You, It's Me," which is yeah. a track I really enjoy. Um, yeah. Have you used a, a, an odd tuning on that one? Uh, no, I don't. No, because there's just no. something, there's something really lovely, bluesy, kind of ringing chords on it, and I just thought, oh god, that's got a, a slightly different flavour to the other tracks. There is some, in the background, there's some rather discordant like, uh, notes playing. Ah. Like, like a, two notes that are just a, a, a semitone apart. Yes. Just ringing, ringing, ah. ringing, ringing, yeah. ringing, ringing, that sort of thing. Maybe that's what I'm maybe, hearing then. Maybe that's what you're hearing, yeah. Brilliant. But, okay. I, but I, yeah, I played all, well, I played all the guitars except for the, uh, waited all my life for you. Uh, sure. And and that had a minimalist brief, I gather. Was it Jim McCarthy just said, "Do something bluesy"? I've heard. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> so originally written for the Yardbirds for an album that never happened. Yeah, uh, I like the song and um, I like the lyric idea, um, and just yeah, just did it. That's one of um, one of your tunes, Graham. That really reminds me of one of my very favourite singer-songwriters. Actually, uh, we mentioned it on a podcast a couple of weeks ago. Paul Stephen Duffy from uh, the Lilac Time. I'm not sure if you've come across him. He's written. I know with, that. He's written with people like Bare Naked Ladies and and Robbie oh, Williams. Yeah. Um, oh, right. And and I think as as a singer-songwriter, you and he are quite quite alike. I mean, I love the Lilac Time stuff, for example. I do. He's got a, a similar vocal style to you, um, yeah. and the writing style is, is similar too. It's very um, beautifully crafted chords, for example, lovely yeah. melodies, and I think one of the key similarities is the, a wonderful honesty about the songwriting, uh, and that that strikes me as what as one of the real trademarks of your stuff. Apart from the chords, is that honesty? Yeah. Well, I think that. Thank you for that. Um, 
this album in particular, there's a lot of per more personal stuff. Mm. So, like I said, with Standing Next to Me, it was easy to write because I'm just writing about basically <laughs> yeah. what happened. So I'm not making it up or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas a song like um, What Time Won't Heal is a, is a kind of a, you know, made up fantasy song and, you know, credit to Bill Lloyd for, for, for a lot of that. Mm. Um, but most particularly, like a song like um, That's Love Right There, which is gorgeous the tune. She brings me coffee in the morning, kisses at night. If something's wrong, she makes it right. That's love. Right there. So, I mean, that was also a song based on something that my wife does, which is leaving notes in my case when I go on the road and leaving me little chocolate bars, which I don't I wish my wife would leave me chocolate bars. She, she, yeah, well, they, she, she does leave me notes, but they're usually yeah. shopping lists or something like that. Oh, cool. <laughs> that breaks my heart. Little notes in my case that read, I love you so much. I'm missing your touch. All your kisses and your warm embrace. Very shopping. <laughs> um, yeah, so there. So I lifted up the chocolate bar and I said, I was with the boys and we were going to a gig. I said, that's love right there. You know, there's a symbol of love if ever there was one, you know. Definitely. And, and then I thought, hmm, I quite like that. <laughs> and then the song, just why it came like it did, it's like old songwriting. You know, if you write, you know, there's a kind of, a, sometimes you're thinking about what you're doing, but a lot of the time it, well, suddenly there's nothing, and then suddenly there's something there. Yes. Um, so this serious, uh, uh, ma this magic happens, and um, so the, the the swing thing, unless we've done like a pastiche, uh, you know, uh, uh, of that sort of thing, like we we did a 10cc track called uh, "I Bought a Flat Guitar Tutor." Yeah, um, <laughs> we love that. Which had that kind of feel, but I didn't want to do a pastiche. I wanted to do the real thing, and that's why. I used uh, the real McCoy musicians um, mm. on it. Uh, really, like the, I think the, the creme de la creme of British uh, jazz players. It's a wonderfully um, authentic jazz uh, treatment, well, isn't it? Well, that's what I wanted it to be, and um, we recorded it in a. And like when I, most of the album was recorded at Graham Please studio, which is basically it's a brilliant studio in his house. But this, I needed to have a proper studio. And Louis, my son, had told me some time ago about a studio right across the road from where I live mm. that I didn't know existed. Wow. And I checked it out, and I thought, this is good. I've got to use this one day. And I, when we, the idea for this track came about, I thought, I know we're going to go and record that. And it was absolutely great. I've got a beautiful board in there, and it sounds great. I, I love that tr sort of traditional jazz sound. I had a yeah. cheeky thought, Graham, uh, listening to this one. I really enjoy the track. It feels to me, in, in my strange imagination, like a positive flip side of Iceberg from the How Dare You <laughs> album. Do you know what? Do you know where I'm coming from? Is that it's the lo lovely versus nasty? I got class, I got style, but once in a while I'm the town I must go. You better wash up your song, watch out your stone bone head woman. 
<laughs> I love yeah. both the tracks, by the way. Yeah, right, okay, yeah. Well, that is about the opposite, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Be um, <laughs> I suppose it is, yeah. It just shows you what weird minds I've got. <laughs> <laughs> and how did the writing process of the two songs compare? I mean, can you remember um, sitting down in the room with Kevin all those years ago? I do. I remember we wrote it at a house I was living in uh, near Rochdale at the time. And I think that was the sort of, we had a real time pressure on our, we worked well into the night on that song uh, to, to finish it. We, there was a real pressure on us to finish the album. Mm. Uh, when we went into the studio with that album, we had the lyrics were slightly different and they were disgusting. Yes. <laughs> uh, Kevin told us about that. Yes. I think it was Eric refused to, said, no, I can't have anything to do with this or words to that effect. Yeah. Uh, and anyway, we, it, it was it was well over the top what we were thinking about. <laughs> and um, anyway, we changed it. <laughs> There's really not a lot that you can do and I might be back for sloppy seconds. Do you remember who does the sort of dirty laugh at the end? We we try oh, to speak oh, that. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it's me. Uh, slowed down. Yeah. I guess it would make sense if you. It do. might have been Kevin. I'm not. Um, I think I sung it, so it probably was me. Yeah. Yes. 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 We we speeded it up, uh, Graham, to see if we could identify <laughs> it. It, it. The jury was still out. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to ask about New Star, which is obviously oh, yeah. a yeah. lovely trip to your mother. Um, yeah. we, we feel we know we feel we know your father through his his songs and your tributes to him that you you pay a lot. But it's really nice to hear about your mother, who I, I believe um, uh, lived to the age of a hundred. She that? did. Mm -hmm. Yes. Wow. Um, um, that line is one of those things that that. Um, came out, and I knew it was about my mum. So that, that yes. was, I kind of worked from there. There's a new star up in heaven. See it shine, see it shine. Melodically, I just came up with this chord sequence after hearing a rhythm from a radio. Like some builders had a radio on, but I couldn't hear the melody, any melody, just... Uh, yeah. Which is not an unusual, like, you know, revolutionary. However, I was kind of walking at the same place, and I and it's that this chord thing came to me. I thought, so when things happen in your head without a guitar, that is something special. I, I yeah. in my experience, anyway. Um, so I, I, I got home and I picked up the guitar and did what I, was in my head and I thought this is really nice. See the heavens open, watch the flowers grow. And then I tried to write something and it just it, it, it wasn't right. And then then I came up with a this new melody. Um, and the idea was that I was going to... I like songs that have the same chord sequence all the time, but there's different melodies on them. So mm. 
what you, is a verse is that used also for a chorus or a or a V verse or something? Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, that's what I wanted to do, and then I found out I couldn't do that. It did. I couldn't get past that at a certain point. And I've worked with Ian Hornell, um, who sings with with 10CC, yeah. who's a very very good songwriter as well. And I've written with him before. I don't know whether you know the. Uh, track say the word oh, I was going to yeah. ask you about that Graham I think it's a phenomenal track Crikey. yeah well so we, we've written together I love that song Excuse my behavior, sweet lady and uh, I said to him what do you think of this he said I love it I said you come up with something you know I need to have an I'm looking for another part um, yeah and um, he came up with it. And then I wrote it. For your shadows to start. Hold on to who you are. Set your eyes on your garden star. That happens quite a lot. You know, someone sings something, and then you hear the next part right away. You know exactly what's going to come after it. Yeah, and that's sort of uh, a cross fertilizing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and. Um, Yes, yeah, so we finished the song together, and um, and I think it, he suggested he said rather than do it like a, like the rest of the album, why don't you just do it as a kind of a just you and a guitar, yeah, which basically what it is, but with backing vocals and there's that organ uh, and the and the, the electric guitar solo, um, but besides that, it's just really just a very simple. I think the song works in that uh, in that style, but I'd love to hear someone cover it. Or maybe with a band as well. Mm. Uh, it's great because it really brings the, the lyrics to the fore, you know. And I, I think I think it's a, it's a lovely arrangement. I, I, I agree. It's funny to hear you talk about Graham writing in that. I imagine you're talking about a ballad form, A A A. Um, is that what you wanted to do, like a Bob Dylan thing, where you just had the same verse repeating again and again? It wasn't the same verse repeating. It was the same chords, okay. but melodies. Yeah. Right. So the first melody. On those chords, then there's a B verse melody on those chords, then there's a chorus melody on those chords, or whatever it, however it's going to be. Yeah, challenge I, that though. I can't. I can't but, but, yes, it's kind of a challenge. Like one of my my ambitions is to write a song with one chord. I and can't write songs with one chord. You could be I'm a hip hop artist at this rate, Graham. Yeah, I was thinking of a song. Well. It's, <laughs> I, I admire your ambition, but honestly, Graham, I can't think of anybody less likely to write a song with just one chord in it. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly why I want to do it. Yeah, brilliant, okay, fair and brilliant. brilliant. The, the challenge of it. Okay. Wow, wow. Well, get your sitar out. That might that might help you out. <laughs> when I lay me down to sleep, I pray the Lord to dig down deep inside my yeah, I'm um, talking of, of Ian Hornell um, and the work you've done with him before, Graham. I really enjoy "Wake Up Dreamer." That's a cracky, that's a cracking tune, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I had the um, I had the uh, the main part of that song for quite a long time. Well, the chord sequence, anyway. Yeah. Um, I like that. That was a bit, always a, like a big Pete Townsend, thing. and it had that kind of you know with the pedal, the B note that goes through all the all the all the various chords. Yes. And yeah, that that song worked out really, really well. Uh, I guess another one, as you say, I wrote with uh, with. It. it 
reminds me a little bit of Say the Word because that song goes into lots of unexpected territory, doesn't it? And I th this one does too. Say the Word, the brief was that Ian said, I want to write, do you want, shall we write a song together? I want to write a 10cc type song. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, uh, and it has all those wonderful uh, Kevin and Lol cuts, doesn't it? To dream yeah. sequences, and it goes into the church at one point, doesn't it? Yeah, and that, and that's, yeah. That, I mean, that was that's a sort of classic ten cc thing to do. But you know, I mean, we did it a lot. I mean, I'm Andy Flyme is a very good example of that as well. Of course, the, the 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 thing is that you can have different parts, but they've got to hang together and yeah. be sympathetic with one another, even if they're totally different. And he knows if he waits that a fish will appear when it ought to We could learn to wish on a star Or accept things just as they are And let them be yeah. There's some kind of connection um, Why that is, I have no idea It's just an instinctive thing that you know that that, that works Yeah, and it very often did, didn't it? it, it whether it's Don't Hang Up or Feel the Benefit or, you know, any, yeah. any other sort of long-form songs. Yeah, yeah. Wonderful. Can I ask you about a couple of others? Um, one of yeah. my very favourite tunes on the album, Graham, is Different Times. You you co-wrote that with Anna Krantz, didn't you? Yes, Anna Krantz and uh, Graham. Oh, and, and Graham, of course. And yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd love to hear more about Graham a little later, actually, if that's OK. Yeah. I love, I think I said before, the, the combination of string quartet and gizmo, I think, uh, beautiful. And... I think that the melody and chords on this song are really delightful. Yeah. Missing you I'm forever missing you As the shadows change the light Every night I'm missing you um, Well, we yeah, that came out of a session I'd written with Anna uh, before and I think Graham had written with her um, separately. Um, I'm not can't quite remember how it came about that we three of us were together, other than it seemed like a, a good idea. Mm. Um, and um, we'd recorded this, we'd written a song, and I put it sort of put it to one side. And I was going through, I occasionally go through all old stuff, like not unlike Phil went through to find um, waited all my life for you, and. Um, but he, I mean, he was doing, you know, he was doing housekeeping on his, with his files. Yes. And I, I just occasionally go back on old stuff. And I'd heard this, I thought, well, Matt missed a trick here because I think this is really nice. I, I like it very much. And so uh, we had a very good demo of it, but I, I, I wasn't happy with it. Um, we re-recorded re most of it. Okay. Stronger just for no. And then also decided that I thought it'd be nice to have some real strings on it. And so we were doing the session for That's Love uh, right there. And we, we did the string uh, string parts uh, on the same session. Um, I think it worked out really nice. A very broad, sort of big, big song. Yes. Um, there are some very yeah. deep lyrics as well, aren't there, Graham? I love the I love the line "Lonely is as holy as the glory of our years." I think that's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful, isn't it? I, yeah. And it's a very 
like uh, I could hear sort of choir boys singing it somehow. <laughs> it's got that sort of movement in it, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And, yeah. and, and there's another powerful line, isn't there? And, and it leads me to a cheeky question, so be warned. Who can say that they had no regrets? No regrets We roll the dice and place our best I wouldn't change a single day Who can say that they've had no regrets? That's, a, that's powerful, exactly. And, and of course, we're not allowed to ask you about yours, are we, Graham? Well, I'm not going to tell you what they are, but (laughs) like everybody who hasn't had regrets, um, I I hate that phrase, if only, you know, so, and then you go on to whatever has happened to you, if you're in a good place now, well, then that all contributed to it. Yeah. So true. So true. Yeah, it's true. Tell us about uh, working with Graham. Is it? I mean, clearly you've got a, a fantastic working relationship with him. Great musician. Yeah. Uh, I love the sound that you're generating together. Is it yeah. similar in a way to the, the re- relationship you had with Adrian in the mid-90s? With with Adrian Lee? Yes. Uh, yes, it is. Um, it's probably uh, closer. I mean, we've worked together for many, many years on, on lots of different things. Yes. Um, I mean, including, uh, you know, we do somewhere in Hollywood on the 10CC show. Yes. Uh, and because we're using video, that is done to click. Um, it's, a, it's one of the, uh, the only things we do to click. Uh, and Graham played the piano part to that because we were doing it in a different key. I obviously, was not going to, I didn't want to use the original. I wouldn't be able to use it anyway. Mm-hmm. Right. So Graham played that. So he's uh, he has a um, classical um, black background, musical background. Um, but I think the main thing between us is this is a sort of chemistry uh, that we understand. I mean, if he puts a keyboard part on something I've done, because obviously, as, we, as you know, I don't play keyboards. Mm. He he plays exactly what I'm kind of thinking. You should play. I mean, I'll occasionally say to try that combination notes or add that or that, take that away. But generally, he knows exactly what what I want. So he's musically, he's really sympathetic. He's the most fastidious um, when it comes to sounds and, and mixing. Um, he's really like he's a, a bit of a workaholic actually, mm. and to, which is to my benefit. Yes. So a lot of the time when we were mixing the album, I would say, give sort of basic things that I wanted to hear, but then go away and then come in the next day and then listen to the whole picture. But he would be dealing with the minutiae of things, Mm -hmm. but I'd then come in and listen to the whole thing, which would be, which is great. So I can immediately hear like, there's not enough bass or there's too much of that or not enough of Mm that. Uh, and and it just works really great. It's it, it's a real really great chemistry that we've got. I'm very fond of him as a you know we're, we're friends and uh, but musically we're very very compatible. Wonderful to have that that telepathy between the two. Incredibly lucky, and he only lives a mile away from me. <laughs> oh, which fabulous! Is a, so seriously, that is I walk, can walk to his place, so it's fine. You know, sometimes if I've got a load of guitars, obviously not. But. Um, <laughs> 
So I feel very fortunate. Well, we've, we've said it actually to each other. We're lucky to have known you, to know you and to work, be able to work with you because it works really, really well. Fantastic. I'm really yeah. interested to hear about Cassa Jackson. Um, yeah. she, she's the young singer-songwriter from London, is that right? Uh, I, I don't think, I think she's from, from Bristol uh, or Bristol or yeah. somewhere, the West Country. How uh, did you I bump was, into her? Yeah, I was uh, introduced to her by uh, a friend of mine called Ray Levy, who is a, he used to have uh, record shops in the 70s and 80s and right. um, I got to know him then because we'd phone him up to find out how the 10cc records were doing. And he um, is very involved in lots of different, he's got lots of uh, fingers in different pies in, in, in the music business. Uh, and he's managing uh, Casa and, and he said to me, do you fancy writing some songs with her? I said, well, look, with all due respect, you know, she's uh, like a young kind of, not a hip hop artist, but very contemporary. Yes. Um, is this such a great idea? So she really likes your songs and just, you know, I'm, I'm, I generally say yes to mo most things. Um, so I said, look, we'll give it a shot. Hanging on, hanging on to all the lies that we've been She came round, we wrote something together for her, and then after the session, she was doing something, and I just started singing this, this thing came into my head. And then she joined in with this chorus of singing, um, hanging on, hanging on, hanging by a thread. I thought, well, that's good, I like that. And then it occurred to me, what, what's hanging by a thread? So. There, there's an example of having a title first and then working backwards to what could hanging by a thread, what's hanging by a thread. And then, we, you know, we started talking about... Um, climate change and everything. ...from the planet and climate change. Yeah. And, uh, and so the song really came came out of that. Um, and I thought, well, it'd be... I really like what she'd added on this, this chorus part. Mm. Um, and then I thought, and I liked her voice as well. So, you know, I had her sing her harmonies, which she sort of sent in from, I think she was working in Spain or somewhere. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, so I thought that worked out really good, you know. Emissions running high, resources running dry and slow. songs I didn't really spend too much time thinking about in general about is this going to fit in as I was saying before you know there was no kind of it's just it was really like I like this song I'm going to record it so and then we'll see how it works yeah and there was only one song that I did it was a song I'd written with Graham some time ago and I really liked the song and I tried it and rejected it not it's right but besides one thing, everything that I did that seemed to fit in. Wonderful. It's really interesting, Graham, hearing you talking about that kind of reverse engineering, writing a song backwards. It reminds mm. me of so often Eric uh, used to do that a lot, didn't he? 
where yeah, he'd, take, um, he'd, he'd, he'd take a phrase and then create a, a, an imaginary world from within that phrase. Yeah, well, I'm not in love with the prime example yeah. of a title that he came up with. And then we worked backwards from that. Yeah. But he did it, it a lot, it, didn't he? I'm Andy Fly Me, I think, was like that. Um, you, you get things like Margot Wants the Mustard and so yeah. many others, Paul, aren't there? There, there? there are dozens of examples. Uh, yeah, 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 Andy Fly Me was, was um, from a... Uh, United Airlines used to have a, uh, a slogan, which was, uh, I'm Susie, fly me to Miami. Yeah. And I always thought that was a really... Like really fly me, yeah, nudge nudge, and uh, yeah. So that was my title. Oh, oh okay. you went for Susie? No, I went for Mandy. Oh, I see. Right, it was your ah, your suggestion. It was, it was a, a, it, on the slogan. It was I'm Susan yeah, or yeah. I'm Susie. Fly me to Miami or wherever yeah. it was. going to ask you graham when when we you know belatedly get to see you perform some of these songs live uh are you able to tell us which ones are are going to be performed in the show uh what you mean from modesty from, from modesty yeah i mean I as many as possible I think. <laughs> yeah yeah but i'm really going to do um standing next to me yeah sure that's love right there and new star ah oh, lovely no, yeah. no more. I guess you, the catalogue is so large, you've got mm. to address all of it, really. Uh, yeah, I mean, things might might change, but those are the initial ones I'm going to do. But as you say, this, I think you've got to be careful with with new songs. There are going to be people that have never heard anything yes. of course. Song yeah. at all, and they're going to go, OK, you know, we like this, but they... You know, there's so much other stuff to do as well. Yeah, absolutely. So, I'm, I'm always very sensitive about doing, you know, how much of uh, new stuff I can do. I want to do it, obviously. Mm. And yeah. there's stuff from there's, uh, you know, there's stuff from the Love and Work album as well. Yes, of course. Oh, good, cool. good. Can we put in a request for Behind the Door? Yes, Any please. Oh, Behind the Door. <laughs> we love yeah, that. I, we love that song, Graham. Yeah, no, it's, that is a great song. I I, I agree with you. Um, I love the the guitar riff that I had. It was so yes dark. <laughs> yes, that's, that's quite Russian as well. <laughs> yes, exactly. In fact, on the share recording, I think I'm not not a the liker, but they use a kind of like Japanese. I don't know if you heard her version of it. Oh yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like a sort of ding 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 ding. Such a great sound. It's a great I, production, actually, great, that, isn't it? production and arrangement. Yeah. Well, I don't... Somehow, I don't think they quite nailed it. I mean, with a song that great, that could have been one of the signature songs. I, I don't know what it is. I think, you know, yeah. John, Paul, John Paul Jones and his arrangement is incredible, assuming he did do the arrangement on the Yes, yeah, on, on my spot. Yes, he did all yeah. the arrangements yeah with the, with the woodwinds gradually getting more complicated as you go through the track it's a hell of an arrangement it's yeah fantastic. yeah brilliant I, and I, yeah that that album with him is um i mean it was basically me john paul jones and eddie kramer mm -hmm. uh, right. at olympic studios and clem katini katini played drums on some other thing i can't remember right. all the all the players john played bass on pretty much everything i think um, I mean, he would conduct and sort of 
but you know behind the door of every house in every street in every town the people are waiting wow so it was all that sounds he just play you know or another bass later but uh, okay yeah, we we will we'll keep our powder dry, maybe because we, if if we're able, we'd like to go deep with that album, maybe another time. Yeah, okay. it's yeah. a fascinating piece of work, that Graham. We'd we'd love to delve okay. <laughs> with with your blessing. Delve away. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, and perhaps a, yeah, another another time. Can I ask um, what next for you, Graham? In terms of, I know it's a crazy question to to ask when you're literally sitting on a. Um, uh, an album that's still warm. Um, but where, where's your mind going in, in, in your imagination? Where are you heading? I would like to do some record in a different way. I think to reverse it. In fact, go back to old school. In fact, I've have the band work work with the band and record live, um, and then do overdubs or take things off or add things. Wonderful. Similar to, like with 10CC, a lot of the things that we do, we'd start basically off with me and Kevin and Lol playing in the studio and Eric engineering mm. until we got the right vibe of the track and yes. then build on. But I'd like to go a bit further than that and do it, you know, as, as we like do a rhythm section live. Yes. I think I was inspired to do that because of the, um, when we recorded That's Love Right There. When you had the, the whole band together. The joy of the four of us being yeah. in the studio together and playing and looking at each other, you know, it's yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Um, yes, enjoying the vibe. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing quite like it, you know. Uh, just for, uh, I hope you don't. That, that it, I mean, obviously, on on um, uh, modesty forbids, I'm overdubbing pretty much everything except the keyboard, <laughs> drums, uh, and and some of the the vocals, the backing vocals, but. Um, and I think it works really great. But I just think it'd be interesting to go into the studio and, and just write a song and rehearse it and then just record the track, the backing tracks, and then add stuff afterwards. Uh, I just think there's something about it. And there's something about even a bit of spillage of drums or anything doesn't really matter, you know. It's more the, the vibe of playing together. Yeah. Capturing yeah. the, the magic, the random, the random magic is is a great there, thing. Yeah, isn't it? and things happen as well. With and, and obviously, it's going to be a matter of getting exactly the right, you know, the right players to do it. Yeah, um, I know some pretty good players. <laughs> you <laughs> sure. certainly do. With, with, with our, I call it like an extended family of musicians um, that I, I've worked with. So I mean, the players who played on that love right there, that. I, I was speaking to Ian Hornell about it, and he said, I know this guy, Jamie Salisbury, is a brilliant keyboard player. Spoke to him, I said, I need these, you know, what stand-up bass and a drummer. And they got me the best guys. Yeah. Uh, Ralph Simmons, who plays drums, and Chris Hill, who plays uh, bass. Just brilliant players. And the other thing that was nice, recording that, there was one part I wanted the bass to play a um, pedal, a, uh, an E, an E, and, uh, sorry, an F and Chris said, You're better off with me pedaling a, a C. And he <laughs> played, and I said, That's exactly what I really wanted. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
happened, you know, if I'd have done it on my own. Mm. Yeah. Um, a good example of uh, you know everybody sort of mucking in and could you know everybody make wanting to make everything sound as good as possible no absolutely sure. it's funny you've mentioned the pedal notes a couple of times graham and, and it's something that paul and i always rave about on our on our podcast you know we're about 40 this will be 43 paul 40 episode 43 you know yeah. we, we've we've delved deeply here but literally every other pod we're raving about your use of pedal notes Right. Um, and it seems to be a wonderful trademark. Wake up, dreamer. Wake up. Wonderful tool, yeah. 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 And, 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 and it goes right back to some of your earlier tunes as well, not just the obvious ones like I'm Not In Love or Things We Do For Love or, and so on. They seem to come up on every album. There's always a lovely use of of that droney note underneath it's beautiful yeah, yeah I, I i like that a lot you know um it, it makes the chords or the, the the song sound more serious yes somehow yeah. like uh, more i don't know grandiose or, or yeah maybe yes grandiose as well there's a it adds an extra depth yeah. but yeah. it's not to be used uh you know, with respect, yes. like any, like anything, um, to, to, for it to be to work properly. But yeah, I mean, on the intro to um, um, "Wake Up Dreamer," you know, there's that D going through everything. Yeah, yeah. you could hear that. Oh, playing a riff and the same note underneath. Yeah, yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah, it's not you, uh, it's me. I think that has that 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 has a kind of droney intro as well. Very atmospheric. Yeah. I actually use an Ebo on the bass. Ah. That as well, yeah. Get extra drone. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Talking of droning, I hope hope, um, Paul and I haven't done too much droning this afternoon, Graham. (laughs) Honestly, I've thoroughly enjoyed this. It's been a real treat. A very nice way of spending Good Friday. Being able to see each other as well. Yes. That, yeah. Yeah. That's really lovely. That. Perhaps another time we can sort of go back a bit in time. That would be great. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. I'd, sure. I'd, I'd love to do that, Graham. And it's been it's been thoroughly enjoyable. And um, thank you. Okay. My pleasure. Nice speaking to you. Oh, and uh, in, in, yeah. Thanks so much, Graham. Really. Pre- I hope you and uh, Ariella have a lovely weekend in the in the thank sunshine you. in your garden. Yeah, we will be. All right. And um, bless you, Graham. Thanks so okay. much. My pleasure. Yeah, thank you. See you bye then. Bye bye. I've waited all my life for you and your sunshine. Here in your love, I grow The angels have spoken. My heart is wide open. All that matters is you're in my arms, right? been listening to the consequences podcast produced by paul mcnulty and sean mccreevy thanks for listening how are you doing graham how are you coping with this crazy new life of ours um well i'm not too bad actually um 
I've, I've, I've had it. Um, oh, have had you? It about, just over two weeks ago, yeah. Okay. And uh, they had the mild symptoms, and then um, the um, I thought I was going to get away with it, and then I had this kind of lethargy and uh, lost my taste for a while, but I'm, I'm okay now. Oh, thank goodness for that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. goodness, yeah. And how about your family? Did they, did they come down with it as well, Graham? Ariella you know, and... With my wife, so there's just the two of us here. Um, and she's been absolutely fine. Oh, that's really, really good to hear. It's, yeah. it's been a strange time, hasn't it? Very odd, very odd indeed. Watching lots of Netflix and <laughs> doing... I've actually just started doing a bit of writing again. I haven't good. really felt like it, but... Uh, and now I'm thinking about... I'm getting very antsy now because I want to get back to work and play and, you know, work with... You know, be with other people as well. No, absolutely. Because we were gutted. We're behaving... <laughs> Sorry, we were we were supposed to come up and see you in Manchester a few days ago. Yeah, well, yeah, I know it's really frustrating, but I hope that everything's gonna. You know, we've rescheduled everything, yes. so um, I'm hoping that's going to happen. I've yeah. got a feeling. It, I'm, I'm I'm hanging on to that. I'm having fantasies about you know playing with the other guys. Of course, yeah. no, I, I I I totally get that. Dave Dave Clark was kind enough to send us the new dates, Graham. Yeah, great. And so I think we're September, Paul, is that right? Uh, can't remember. I mean, the, the rehearsal clips you've been sending out are great, and that yeah. just makes yeah. it more frustrating that we can't see it. Because <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm really pleased we did that. I thought it would be a good idea in anticipation of, you know, things being have to be cancelled. Um, yeah. And so there's a few more of those to come out. And then, um, uh, funnily enough, I was talking to Dave about a technical thing about me recording some stuff here and get, sending it out to the other boys to put their harmonies on mm -hmm. and then put something else, you know, a couple of other, two or three other things out a bit like further down the line, depending on if there is, uh, you know, if we can't physically get together, we'll do the next best thing. Sure. We managed to record, well, you recorded Ready to Go Home. I, I believe you've... Uh, oh, I sent along a copy, yeah. I think, Graham, to, for you. That's then. right, yes, I Oh, it was, yeah, it was great. Thank and you. I, I mean, I just sang my BVs literally into the phone using the phone <laughs> mic, and it kind of sounded all right. It did sound okay. So, um, technology is incredible. Our drummer has recorded the drum track, Graham, in his garage, <laughs> uh, right. recording into his little laptop at home. So it's, it's we're just kind of making do, aren't we, at the moment? Uh, we're making do, and it's kind of fun, and uh, of course, it's it's causing a lot of creativity. I mean, you would never have done that, maybe, you know. Exactly. Uh, no, no. Had it not the situation, and uh, yeah, we're adapting, and you know, as long as we all do what we're told, then uh, I think we'll come out of it okay. Yeah, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Fingers Gra crossed. Graham, have you have you heard anything of what Paul and I have been doing the past year with the podcast? Uh, you yeah, I know. I know something of it. Oh, yes. good. Okay. Uh, yeah. So we we do like to kind of delve, but you're just going to have to slap us delve around the face okay. if we delve too much. No. <laughs> Brilliant. How do you feel about um, us dedicating this this chat to just modesty forbids? Yeah, absolutely fine. I mean, I'm, I spend most of my time talking about other stuff, as you can imagine. Yes, um, sure. I, I have, I've been talking about modesty for bids quite a lot as well, but that's sort of the, the important thing to me at the moment. Of course, yeah. of course. And and if we get on today, which, of course, Paul and I dearly hope we do, Graham, we, we'd love a, a rematch at some point, but we'll leave that totally in your hands. And, and we'd love okay. to delve into some of the other kind of the less well-known corners of, of your work. Yeah. 
Absolutely, no problem. Wonderful, wonderful. So, are okay. we okay to get cracking? Paulus, you, yeah. you okay just to, yeah? Yeah, I'm fine, okay. ready. Okay, yeah. brilliant. So, Graham, I'll just do my, my usual kind of inane introduction, I'm afraid, okay? And then we can, <laughs> we can start proper. <laughs>